My name is Matt, and I make a couple hundred bucks a month writing articles on medium.com. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, the business podcast you can actually apply. You just heard from Matt Boutte from mattboutte.com. It's B-O-U-T-T-E, where he runs a tutoring and academic coaching business. But today we're talking about his little writing hobby side hustle on medium.com. Stick around in this one to learn how you can get paid for your written content by publishing it on Medium, Matt's best practices for growing an audience there, and the types of content he sees performing best. Ready? Let's do it. You don't want to have your own blog. You don't want to start a Substack or something. You can go write on Medium. But I didn't realize there was like a direct monetization incentive for doing so. Can you break down how that works? Yeah, they wanted to create a platform where writers were paid to write. They didn't have to do any gimmicky stuff to grab eyeballs or get advertisers just so that writers could get paid to write, which I really like that philosophy. And there have been a couple of iterations on how they actually do that. But the current one is pretty straightforward. Members pay $5 a month to get access to all the content on Medium. And then writers get paid based on how many minutes uh, members spend reading their content. So just how much time people engage with your content. Okay, so this is really similar to uh, Skillshare in a way, and even Mm -hmm. like YouTube Premium to a certain extent, but like Skillshare specifically, because you pay your eight or 10 bucks a month, you have unlimited Mm -hmm. access to all these courses, so similar on Medium. And then on Skillshare, the course creators are getting paid based on watch time. How many minutes, yeah. We we got all this money coming in, and we'll we'll divvy it out based on where people are spending their time. So it sounds like similar here. And so that's really, that's really interesting. I didn't know that it was a, a paywall, the platform at this point. Um, yeah. Is there, is there any stuff that's available for free? Like so free yeah, stuff? when you, when you publish, you can choose whether you want to be behind the paywall or not. And I've done both and people have different reasons for doing one or the other. And then everyone gets five free articles a month. So even if you're not a paid member, you can look at five articles behind the paywall each month. Oh, Okay. Was there anything that you did to grow your following over there? Because I'm looking at your profile, almost 13,000 followers over there. You're kind of a, I don't know what if that counts as like being a medium celebrity <laughs> level of influencer, but yeah, what worked to grow your account there? Yeah, it's definitely more than most, but there are some that have a lot more followers and subscribers than I do. When I first got started and was getting excited about it, there's some Facebook groups you can you know, join where other writers are there and asking other people to follow them, um, like their content, read their content, stuff like that. So I did a little bit of that in the beginning, but I don't know, that maybe got me my first hundred followers. After that, it's all about consistency with writing. The more you write, the more your content gets pushed out there, the more people discover you and follow you. All right. So what were there anything specific that those Facebook groups help you with? Is it like, well, I'll, fo- I'll follow you if you follow me? Or like, how do we yeah. get together? Yeah, definitely that kind of stuff. You know, you post your articles up there and, you know, encourage others to go read it. But the thing that those Facebook groups are really useful for now is to get monetized now. You have to have a hundred followers before you can be monetized. And just looking at the timestamps here, it looks like you're publishing relatively consistently, you know, yeah, I have spurts where I'll do it once or twice a week. And then I'll have months or a couple months where I'm not really doing much. I, I need to get more consistent. That is the key. It's just being really consistent. Is there a type of article or content that you've seen 
perform better. I imagine there's an 80-20 to a lot of this stuff. But yeah. What type oh, of uh, yeah, content does well for you? I have found it's the how-to content. People want to learn. They want to improve something about themselves, You know, something health-related, something personal finance-related, something productivity or creativity-related. Okay. Yeah. So here's how I completely yep. transform my body in one year. And it's got 22,000 claps, which I guess is like a, yeah. a medium equivalent yes. of, of likes. Like, yeah, exactly. People ask about medium and I'm like, well, have you ever checked it out? And I'm like, I don't think so. And I tell them, well, the next time you Google stuff, something, look at the results and guarantee you some of the results are going to be medium articles. So people are always clicking and reading medium articles through their Google searches without even realizing it. Yeah. So that's, uh, is there any level of keyword research and trying to figure out, well, what should I write about? Or is it more, it seems like it's more free flowing, like uh, yeah. to create content done, on, on what you want to write about. Yeah. That's my philosophy. I, I, it's not my primary source of income. I do it because I enjoy it. The, you know, the monetization's nice. So I just write about whatever I'm interested in and I've never done any research on optimization or SEO or anything, but I think they really have their SEO dialed in because medium articles are almost always top search results. That one um, right there that you just clicked on, if you Google how to transform my body, I think that's one of the top results that'll show up on Google. And that's not because of anything I did. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a really authoritative domain. Should we, should we test out the SEO? Yeah. How, uh, and how you put me on the spot? <laughs> how to transform my body? Transform your body? There it is, it is right better, better humans stop up, yeah. which kind of leads to the next question. So this, you know, redirected to kind of a, a sub publication on medium, which the last week mm-hmm. we talked about was you know, four or five years ago, the publications were your ticket to getting more readers, more eyeballs on your content. Well, if I, I'm Matt, I'm just kind of a nobody writer, but if I can join this publication that already has a lot of subscribers or somehow submit my content to that, then all of a sudden I have access to a whole new audience. Is that still the case? Yeah, I've had success um, with articles that I just publish on my own. But yeah, you can definitely get a boost by going through a publication, which, you know, then your content gets pushed through their kind of distribution channels and you're going to get in front of more people more quickly that way, for sure. Is there a a system or a, a best practice that you found for getting noticed? I imagine these publishers are getting pitched left and right. Yeah, they are getting pitched left and right, but they want to push out a very large volume of content very consistently. So there's there's always room to get into the publications. The pain point is, as far as I know, there's no kind of central list or repository of all these publications. And so you have to do some work, you know, researching, finding how active they are, what their niche is, uh, what their content guideline, their submission requirements are which can take some time to get that all figured out. But the nice thing is once you're in a publication, you're in it. And then you can automatically submit articles in the future to those same publications going forward. So when you're getting started, you definitely want to reach out to publications, submit stuff to a bunch of publications, get into as many as you can so that you can kind of repeat that much more quickly on the second round. Okay. Yeah. I think the advice previously was you can sort through some, I don't know, maybe there, like you said, maybe there's no centralized list, but you know, mm-hmm. if you're a consumer of medium content already, you can find out you know, who these editors are, you know, stock them on Twitter and social media or something, yeah. like just to get on their radar and then have something, put your best work forward and hope yeah. that, that somebody says yes. 
So on all the publication pages up at the top, there'll be something like write for us or submit to us. I, you were looking at Better Humans just a second ago, and it was up there at the top, something like write for us. Okay. And usually there's a link like that, and that'll tell you how to get a hold of them or what their process is for submitting articles. Okay, I do see that right for us at the top. Yeah. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes. T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of my hesitations with a platform like Medium is you're building on borrowed land to an extent. It's like, you know, I'm building this audience on Facebook, but the algorithm may change or the monetization rug may get pulled out from you at any time. Like, have you weighed the difference between publishing here and publishing on your own site? I mean, to a, it's, it's tough because you almost, in the beginning, you kind of got to go where the readers already are. And here's one of those platforms. Yep. So it's just... Uh, but I don't know. How do you weigh that? The algorithm, the monetization, it does change. There'll be months where I don't submit anything, but my earnings will go 10x because something changed with the algorithm. Who knows oh, what? Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's unpredictable for sure. They have rolled out a feature where you can collect email addresses and that's your list. And so you can use it to build your list. And I've started doing that. So that's you know, a definite plus that you kind of have that asset that you can take away from the site, no matter what. Um, publications as well. I, I've had some friends who've talked about starting publication because publications, you get email addresses as well. But yeah, I wouldn't make this my main foundation of my financial life because you never know what's going to happen next month. 
Yeah. But you, you do own your content as well. So you can post it elsewhere on a personal blog or whatever. So you can always be doing it in both worlds at the same time. The way that I look at it is kind of frees me up to publish content that maybe is more philosophical in a way, at least like mm-hmm. that's, that was my interpretation of medium several years ago. Whereas like, you know, for the blog, I feel this pressure to create something totally epic that's going to rank in Google and, you know, spend all this time on it. But for other type of stuff that, you know, would still be interesting. It's like, okay, I mean, maybe here's a place to publish that. And I've syndicated some stuff from the blog over to medium over to LinkedIn. Like, are you republishing stuff? Is there, is there your own domain that you're also creating yeah. content on? I, I really do look at it. It's like, I enjoy writing. I love the process of writing on Medium. It's so clean. It's so minimal. And there are pieces I've written just because I enjoy them. And I like telling that story, but they totally flop. They just get no viewership, no readership <laughs> whatsoever. So yeah, if, if you're looking to publish that kind of stuff, just because you want to get it out of you and enjoy that kind of clean writing experience, it's a good platform for that. But I've had the more kind of high value, how to learn a skill, learn an idea kind of stuff, which may be more typical of like what someone would put on a blog. Yeah. Do you find it's, you know, it has this long shelf life of if you can write that, you know, how to transform your body type of post that, you know, is going to pick up evergreen traffic versus similar to YouTube, where it's this combination of search intent where Mm -hmm. people might be looking for this specific thing and learn more about that. Or there's also this viral element where, you know, you show up in the sidebar, or there's some you know, algorithmic recommendations like, oh, be based on other stuff that you read, you really might also like this type of article. Is there a combination mm-hmm. of that or one more than the other? I think it's yes to all of that. Some of my articles have shockingly long tails. Some of them have earned, single articles have earned hundreds of dollars a month for over a year for a single yeah. article. And they're definitely is kind of the virality of, yeah, the adjacent articles. They send out like customized digests that push content that you may be interested in. And as far as I know, that content is not new. It can go back into the archives and pull things out that it thinks the reader may be interested in, which I think contributes to the long shelf life, but also the virality. Okay. Are you finding that it's driving any business to your touring operation or just like completely <laughs> a kind question. of a, stand, a standalone thing? Yeah, I don't think I've ever received an inquiry for tutoring or a client for tutoring because I haven't really written anything adjacent yeah. to tutoring. But to answer a question you asked uh, a minute ago, I don't have a blog, but am in the process of starting a newsletter. So I've kind of started directing people towards that newsletter um, and definitely have gotten subscribers to the newsletter that way. And I know, you know, people do that. They sell courses, they, they get signups on newsletters. So there's other ways to kind of yeah. monetize it and find value there. What are you using for your newsletter hosting? ConvertKit. Okay. Just okay, so when I, learning the ropes. Yeah. So when I see like get an email whenever Matt publishes, is that Medium or is that your ConvertKit? The one built into the article that is Medium's, okay. I guess, CRM or whatever. Yeah. But there's a link, I think, in the side in like my bio, and that's to a ConvertKit landing page. Okay. All right. Well, this is this is interesting. It sounds like a platform for people who you know don't really want to commit to building their own blog and all the technical stuff that goes around with. I don't want to have to worry about 
ad placements and affiliates and monetization. It's like, I just, I just like writing a platform for writers. I want to create this content. And if it works, it works. And if not, that's okay too. And it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily like in your case, not money that you're banking on. Although I imagine if people are publishing super consistently, it can really hit those algorithms and publications and search intent. Right. Absolutely. Probably be making pretty good living off of it. Really mm-hmm. appreciate you kind of sharing the, the ins and outs uh, of how that how all that works. We'll link up Matt's uh, Medium profile and website. You can go check him out. Let's wrap this thing up with a number one tip for side hustle nation. If you're going to write on Medium, it's about both quantity and quality. You can't get away with just one. You got to do both. Everyone I've seen who writes high quality stuff on a consistent basis has some level of success on the platform. Well, very good. Again, thanks so much for joining me. And make sure to subscribe for more money-making ideas. Cheers. All righty. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Matt on the pros and cons of Medium and how it works to make money on the platform. I think it could be a great side hustle for writers who don't really want to play the marketing game. Now, that said, if you are willing to learn the marketing game, I think there is probably a greater upside, as we've seen from several guests in the blogging space. A recent example, if you're looking for something to listen to next, would be Scott Keller in his bird watching blog. I talked to Scott in episode 510. The main source of income, uh, which has changed since I first started, but it's ad revenue. I'm with the ad network Ad Thrive. That's, I'm doing some rough S in my head, probably 75% of my revenue is from Ad Thrive ads every month. Second best source of revenue is Amazon affiliates. I mean, that might be like 10%. 10 to 15% is probably Amazon affiliates. For the Ad Thrive stuff, is there a target RPM that you're happy with? Yeah, it's, and that changes throughout the year as well, but I'm happy with it. Usually averages maybe 35 bucks every thousand views, typically 35 to 40. And it's, it's interesting. It depends on the post, how long it is, what, you know, what products there are, where it's from, things of that nature. But overall, I kind of look at it, I track every month like the total. Between Amazon and AdThrive, how much do I make per thousand views is kind of the spreadsheet I always look at and see how that trends over time. So right now, the average is about 40 bucks per thousand. That's great. Again, that's episode 510. If you scroll down in your podcast app, you'll find it right away. Or SideHustleNation.com slash birds will get you over there as well. But big thanks to Matt for sharing his insight in this episode. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.